podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th, with me, Coogan Cassius, and some very special guests, Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn... You get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm joined by the Saint, as you can see, Mr. George Groves himself, at his uh, very nice uh, residency here in, in West London. Um, firstly, George, as your hoodie says, uh, it's got the George Groves <laughs> Boxing Club podcast. Uh, so let's give that a little plug. I'm sure a lot of our viewers um, subscribe and listen to your stuff with Declan Taylor anyways, but in case they haven't, yeah, tell them about it. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, so the George Goes Boxing Club is a podcast. It's out every week. Um, we have a um, feature episode every Wednesday where we'll get someone from the world of boxing uh, to come on and talk about a topic relating to boxing. Um, so we have a little deep dive into something. So we've had Shane McGregor on talking about pad work. We've had uh, Neil Sibley on, who's a lawyer, boxing lawyer, talking about contracts. We've had Philip Sharkey on talking about... Um, what it's like behind the lens as a boxing photographer. So, um, as well as many, many other fighters. Obviously, we've had some big-name promoters, Frank Warren, um, Eddie Hearn, waiting on a few more, uh, some, some some great fighters, past and present, and uh, all things in between as well. So, no, we love it. I love It's coming up to our one-year anniversary now. Uh, I do it with Declan Taylor, uh, boxing journalist, uh, and at the moment, it's only audio, so we're not infringing on any uh, uh, viewing uh, sort of space. But um, Any plans to? Maybe, 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 because I think um, it's funny. I like listening to podcasts, like, and I find it much easier to find time in the day to listen to it. But as you know, more so than me, uh, some people like to consume their media via, via watching a video. So we, we do video quite a lot of them, and um, we'll chop them up. And put little clips out on social just to get people involved, um, but it's it's it's, uh, it's been it's been great fun. We so depending on when this goes out, we've got um, Brandon Scott coming out next week, uh, who's um, just his episode has been one of my favourite to record. Uh, Dex too, so Brandon Scott. If you don't know him quite yet, he's the guy who shows up at press conferences and fun runs in his Spider Man or Forrest Gump. Um, Great talker, really interesting guy, but with a great attitude. Um, might be one to watch coming out of Wales um, on the scene. And he's very proud to have just uh, accomplished his uh, boxing contract that he's got yeah. from, from Eddie Hearn. So it's nice to hear. So I was like, mate, fucking no. You don't, be, don't be celebrating that. He's lucky he should be celebrating having your contract. <laughs> <laughs> having your name down. So, uh, no, lovely lad. Um, and that's the beauty of, of a podcast is you get to meet people you otherwise wouldn't get to meet and um, and see and, and find out a little bit about them so uh, it's, a, it's a fun podcast nothing too serious um, but yeah so far so good I'll go and check it out right in terms of uh, sort of topical news Carl uh, Froch has actually been uh, dominating the headlines obviously your former rival um, talking about Anthony Joshua been very outspoken about him um, yeah have you seen the comments uh, Carl was made, and I saw Joshua had a little dig at uh, Froch's nose as well. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it all. I've seen bits and pieces, so I probably need to. I, I wanted to hear the whole um, Joshua sort of segment to find out what what he said. Is he actually really having a dig, or is it just 
a little bit taken out of context. But um, well, I can tell you what he said. Yeah. Um, so this was Joshua. He said Rob McCracken's a really good coach. Um, the only thing I'll say though is look at Carl Froch's nose. Uh, he, as in McCracken, didn't teach me defence and then heavyweight boxing, the level of competition I was facing at the stage of my career, I was getting hit with too many clean shots. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, um, he's working with new coaches now and maybe new coaches are sort of saying that to him. Um, maybe he's worked with a bunch of different coaches and they've all said that to him. Um maybe that responsibility lied with, with Rob McCracken um, maybe some of, the, some of the responsibility lies at the fighters feet you know um, Carl Carl's always going to defend his his trainer I think he's got a good relationship with, with Rob McCracken um, they worked together throughout his whole career and you know you ain't got I'll be a hypocrite if you don't go if you go through my archive you'll, you'll see me pulling apart Carl Frotch's defence and then, um, so that'd be that. But he's he works with the GB guys now, Rob McCracken, doesn't he? So he inherits good fighters, very, very good fighters. But he has to refine them to a certain degree and, and get them to, to medal and win at, at championships. Um, so, you know, I haven't done enough training with, with Rob McCracken to, to know um, if he's a good coach or not, to be honest. Um, There's always that age-old argument about... You know, would a good fighter be a good fighter if he wasn't with this coach? You know, ultimately, you need good coaches to work with good fighters to get guys to the top level. Um, you can't polish a turd, was a phrase that was thrown around a little bit when I first turned pro. Luckily, never, never about me. But um, I think, yeah, the most talented trainers can't always get it out of all fighters. Mm. Um, but also super talented fighters can go wrong with the with the wrong coach. Um I think I think just because um Joshua had success whilst working with Rob McCracken don't mean it couldn't have been better. Um at the same time, um if he'd gone and worked with someone else, maybe it could have been worse. At times he's had more than more than one trainer in the corner. Yeah. More than one trainer and I don't really understand how that uh, can be beneficial but if he is essentially working with Rob McCracken at GB they have a you know a stable of coaches up there who work with all different fighters but it's all very sort of generic I'd imagine it was when I was there um, nothing too specific and you either follow the follow the sort of the, the training game plan of, of the main coach or they don't really do technically that much stuff Anyway, because you can't spend two weeks drilling the jab with with, with one coach uh, in a particular way and then you just move on to the next one. He's like, nah, do it this way. Uh, it doesn't work like that. So I think you'll learn, you, you learn a lot from working with different coaches. Like It's how it is. Even if you work out what not to do through working with bad coaches, um, it, might, it might serve him well now. Um, to have sort of broadened his horizons working with uh, different coaches and, and being alongside elite level pro fighters pro fighters I think that's something that he might if I was Joshua I would be noticing now the difference between hanging out with amateurs and hanging out with seasoned pros um, 
it is night and day, like night and day. Do you think Carl's criticism of Anthony Joshua is justified, or do you think he's being overcritical of Anthony? Uh, but you know, like I think he's defending his coach. Like he's defending Rob McCracken. That's that's what he's doing. Um, he insists it's not that actually, Carl. He said it's nothing to do with. AJ leaving Rob, it's just my honest views on, on Joshua. He insists that it's not to do with the relationship he has with Rob. That that what that, that he that he's making these comments about AJ. He said he said it's not because he's left Rob and I'm I'm close with Rob. It's it's got nothing to do with that. That's what Carl says. But the comments that he said is that um, he did fine with Rob. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he said it's good that you know if he wants to go and, and seek a new trainer, but he. He's just he's saying he's been critical of Joshua because of his performances, where he's at in his career, um, and it's nothing really to do with right. the relationship. Well, if he's Rob. being critical of Joshua's uh, career, then yeah, I know Carl. That's what Carl does. That's fine. And, uh, um, and if he has been critical, then I'm sure it, that, that you know, Carl shoots on the hip. He doesn't. Um, he's not worried about making something sound nicer if he doesn't need to. Uh, and Joshua, you know, it was you know Josh Joshua Joshua's that fighter where you know he had an unbelievable amount of success. Yeah, um, well, there is that element with Joshua. Like he had he had an awful lot of success, loads and loads of success. Um, obviously, comes straight out of the Olympics and um, he's on a he's on the road. Like he's he's, he's on his way. Um, but everyone's trying to do their utmost to orchestrate a straightforward um, career for him. So by the time he gets to the top, every time if a mistake is made, I say, oh, well, he's still only had a... He's only had a handful of pro fights, or he's only had a handful of amateur fights. He's moved really quickly. So you can't really have that... that as a as sort of a full... full back on, you know, something to... Something to um, full back on... It's, You've got to be in it. So, do you think um, he beats Dylan White? Yeah, he should beat Dylan White. He's beat him before. He should beat him again. Dylan White's not in not in um, great form as such, is he? You know, like he he had a hard fight against um, Tyson, which you know after waiting years and years for a world title shot, um, he gets one. Um, I think the occasion got to him. He didn't box that well, um, and he gets stopped. And then since then, he's boxed Franklin. Didn't box that well either. Um, some say he was sort of lucky to get the nod. Um, so it's not great form to be going into uh, the Joshua fight. Um, so I think I think Joshua I think Joshua Joshua beats him. I think at this point Joshua's probably a little bit more fresh um, and, and beats him. A couple of weeks after um, Joshua White to get a, a huge fight in Poland with Alexander Usyk defending his unified world titles against Daniel Dubois. Now you asked the general public and really I'd say 99% of people are, are backing Usyk comfortably in this fight. Um, how much of a chance do you give Daniel and if you do, why, why do you do? Uh, not not a big chance. He's got a puncher's chance. I mean, he must be able to whack. I think he's probably one of the hardest punching heavyweights out there from, from what we've seen and what you gather. But... Um, this has got to land on Usyk. I don't don't see how he can do that. He's moved away from Shane McGuigan. He's working with um, Don Charles, who's a good coach, worked with Chisora and, and many others. But that's a new relationship that you've got to try and form. And I think this is their first fight together. Um, Dubois had a, 
a knee injury in his last fight mm. that he's had to come over and a bit of a sticky spell in that fight too where like he was in trouble got a knockout win great for him but um, what would you in, be telling Daniel if he was leading his corner um, you got you got to hurt him like you got to hurt him so you got you got I mean tight guard I don't think you can match him for speed Usyk his, his feet are really quick um, Daniel's got a he's got a land tank on him so I mean tight try and try and press him down um, be cautious don't even worry about trying to gas out try and whack him downstairs rather than trying to piece something to the head try and whack him downstairs if you do land sank on him then go for it if, 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 if he's if he looks like you're momentarily stunned then, then, then go for it but you might not get that opportunity again he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a highly skilled um, fighter Usyk he's, he's the most skillful heavyweight there is in the, in the heavyweight division that I've seen um, most likely because He's come. He's not a huge heavyweight, so he has. You know, he can he can still move his frame about. He come from the Ukrainian amateur boxing scene where they're well schooled, working with Lomachenko, who must be a phenomenal coach. So, um, yeah, I think I think he's the best heavyweight in the world right now, and I think Dubois got 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 it all to do. But always going to have that puncher's chance. He's going to have a lot of natural size on his side. Um, I make Usyk a massive favourite. Interesting uh, comment you just made there, saying that Usyk's the best in the world. Uh, many are, would argue that Tyson Fury still is. Mm. Uh, Why do you put him above Tyson? I think he beats Tyson. Um, he's a better boxer than Tyson. I think um, sharp, sharp, sharper with the feet. Um, he hasn't really ever come unstuck, Usyk. You know, not since he's been up at heavyweight. Um, and I think he's been getting better and better, you know. Um, he had that that round against Joshua where he got caught and it looked like, you know, but it just shows he's got a good chin. Um, I don't think he's a totally different fighter than than, than Fury's fought for the last few years. Um, so I, th- I, th- I think he's, I think he's fresh. I think he's in form. Um, and Fury hasn't boxed really that much lately has it it seems like and um, he's hinted at retirement and then he's not and now he's got uh, an exhibition fight so different mentality and I think maybe Fury doesn't quite fancy this Usyk fight I, th- I think that's why this fight hasn't been made I mean Usyk has always travelled uh, always had to go to someone else's backyard has been paid an awful lot of money at times Um just a fighter like he's just almost he's, he's been programmed to do do what he's told um, and then the, the reason that that fight has been made I'd, I'd imagine is part of Fury that thinks I don't really need to fight this little guy right now um, until I've seen something in him some sort of chink in his armour um, I'll just happily just tell everyone I'm the number one in the world and Leave it at that. What do you think about him fighting in Ghana? Good or bad for the sport? Not fast, really. I mean, it's uh, Ghana. I watched a highlight reel of him in the in the cage, and he knocks a lot of people out with with like punches. But um, his punches ain't bad. Obviously, he's he's, um, 
he's a big solid guy but there's no like it's not from a boxing stance you know so it'd be hard for him to land them shots on on fury and the guys he's ironing out are like ironing out um they're in horrific positions you're like as in they don't ride a shot they just take everything full force with the tiny mma gloves um so i don't see it being a, a problem for for fury like at all um it's interesting enough because it's sort of a, cr a crossover mm. crossover thing and i think i think it, it might be pretty good you know there's a lot of ufc fans out there it, it feels like that might now decide to follow a bit more boxing um and likewise maybe maybe some that might some boxing fans who might now venture into ufc but um so i think i don't think it's okay for the sport i think it's fine um it's not for the wbc belt i think if that was the case that would be a little bit like oh has he has he got a shot this guy um other than that it's, it's okay um interesting enough is it over is it, is it if they're three minute boxing rounds in a boxing ring is it 12 rounds they can do uh, they, uh, the, i haven't heard about the rounds but you know people trying to sell the fight insistent it's not an exhibition um, there's going to be three judges at, at ringside mm. and it, it's a proper fight and, and Tyson's come out and said on, on Channel 5 there was a card on Friday and he was there and he said you know I'm coming out to, to, to knock him out in the first round I'm taking this seriously um, so it's not an exhibition yeah so really you'd, you'd probably expect Ngana to get ironed out quick yeah I wouldn't mind seeing it if it was an exhibition where it's it's not in a boxing ring then something else let him fight in a cage with little little mitts on just do a round of boxing then if he survives like I don't know two rounds of boxing then the last round they can they can have a little wrestle <laughs> you know, that's a, much more interesting it'd be hard to, it must be hard to pin Fury look at the size of him he's, he's enormous so um, yeah but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting enough I'm up, I'm, up, I'm up for it I'll watch it like um, yeah, a lot of people seem to have lost their minds over it. I'm not sure if you've seen the social media reactions to it. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? Is that fascination? Like, and um, what if this guy can absolutely is a monster puncher? Like, well, what I was saying is people have gone the other way and said it's just the, they won't watch it's a complete joke. Like, a lot of people have acted, reacted negatively towards it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's what people like to do, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Just lastly, before I let you go, George, obviously a massive fight in Las Vegas uh, this Saturday night. I'm sure you'll be either staying up for it or watching it uh, on record on, on Sunday morning between Errol Spence and, and Terence Crawford. Are you split like many people on this? Yeah, I, I am. I am split. Everyone seems. Everyone I speak to sort of goes Crawford, and it's one of them ones where you might, if you feel like I'd love to know the guys a little bit better a little bit more personally to know who are they what, what are they all about what is it what does this fight really mean to them to, and then maybe you might have a bit more of a clear idea on who, who could win um, but I'm, I'll probably still say Crawford um, nothing there's nothing spectacular in the build up this, this spelled alarm bells for me for, for either fighter so um, Spence obviously hasn't boxed quite as much so maybe a bit more momentum with with Crawford, but uh, yeah, and it's the car crash as well, Spence, didn't he? Yeah, which feels like forever ago now, doesn't it? Mm. So, um, but 
right either man off at your peril, really, isn't it? So that's that's the thing. I'm I'm really happy the fight's happening. I think it's it's, uh, it's an amazing fight. The division's great. Um, so I I wouldn't want to pick a winner with any real conviction, but for me right now, I think I think probably Crawford. Listen, George Gross, thank you very much for your time. Like I said at the start, go and check uh, George's podcast out with Declan Taylor. Yeah, give that a check and uh, yeah, appreciate your time on IFL TV and we'll catch up soon, George. Lovely. Cheers, man. Sports Social Podcast Network.